second here okay i'm just trying to sort some things out take my time what's that take your time i'm taking your time yeah. fucking taking your time girl um yeah. all right this should be going i don't know why the fuck. I, um, I had a fucking screw drilled into my jawbone yesterday oh hell yeah screw that screw that jaw bone. <laughs> Oh, um, man, so okay, before we get started, we are uh, we are live, uh, live from Bali, the Real Talk Stories. So, before we get started, I just have a question for you. What do you mean we're live? Who's listening? Oh, we're just, we're listening. We're, it's, we're, okay. we're live. We're live. We're live. But we're live okay. with each other. We're not live with others. It's just us. Okay, it's just you and me. There's no camera, don't worry. Um, before we get started, do you want to remain anonymous or do you want to share your name with the world? I would like to share my name with the world. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Why not? Uh, okay. We, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm anonymous. I'm anonymous. This is an anonymous podcast. But yeah, my last guest... He, uh, yeah, we learned some heavy things. He's like basically like this dude who was raised in the Congo and like saw people get chopped with machetes. He's an artist. His brother's like a famous musician. He just had an exhibition in Paris. But um, yeah. So most people choose. I I I am I am not saying my name on this podcast yet, simply because like I just went through a bunch of crazy shit and I don't really want to like deal with that again so i'm just keeping anonymous but um you are welcome to say your name and um how people can contact you if they want to um so go ahead introduce yourself hi guys my name is genevieve alexandra and uh, i'm born and raised in los angeles california you can get in touch with me at genevieve alexandra at gmail.com damn Damn, she just went straight for the email. She's like, and my address I is... I don't fuck around. I don't have time to waste. No foreplay. Just right... right no, I enjoy there. foreplay. Except when people are trying to contact you, then just straight to the action. Just email me directly. Email me directly. Don't No social media. You know, speaking of social media, you know, my... Uh, my account, my Instagram account was was disabled. I don't even want to shout Instagram out right here. But, what? Um, what? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking well, know. Well, I'll shout my my Instagram is viev v i e v e four the number four life. For life. V v v. Did you ever see that show? Did you ever watch that show when you were a kid? V. Did you ever see that show? No. That shit reminds me of Trump. V was a show for. For those who don't know, V was a show about like this, these like aliens, these like secret aliens that like ran the world through like having fake politicians that were actually like human flesh eating reptiles. Whoa. Yeah. You got to look at And they had like a secret, their secret symbol is like the peace sign. But it, what it really meant when they were saying, when the politicians were saying peace, it was really like secretly a V for victory. And that's what the show is called like V. And it was like they were reptilian 
shape-shifting creatures that ran a secret cabal government of the world and would like eat people and like only certain people knew who they were. It was like it was deep. It was like deep and symbolic, like everything else. Okay, but Aaron, what are we doing here? Oh, so this is a podcast where we just talk about things. The name of the show obviously is Real Talk Stories. Um mm-hmm. uh live from Bali. So it's just look at it's just like listen. Basically Where are the broadcasted? Live from Bali. Are you so you're recording me, I'm assuming. Uh yes, yes, I am recording you. I am recording you all of you all of you in all of your glory, actually. I'm recording you and I'm drinking scotch whiskey, which um I don't usually do. It's aged twelve years. So yeah, you know, I just I just think that like you, do you listen to podcasts, Genevieve? Do you of listen course. to podcasts? Right. So like a lot of podcasts, like they're not really like engaging. Like they're not really talking about anything. They seem like so whitewashed. And I just wanted to do something that was like I don't know, there was like a tangibility to it, you know? Like I just wanted something that like like felt personal, but also felt like, you know, also. So felt- what is your, so what is, okay. So you want to, you want some real, some real. Some real life. talk stories. Okay. So what would you like me to share? And I'll see if I'm willing to open up about it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of just want to know how it's going with you first before like, you know what I mean? I just kind of want to know how it's, I just wanted to check in with my dear friend. Genevieve, because I've known you for a long time. You're like one of the first people I met when I moved back to LA. And I appreciate our time together. And I just want to be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, Genevieve is a good friend of mine. At this point in my life, like, I feel like we've had so many amazing conversations and like, you know, experiences. It's like, I just, I want to, I want to share that. I want to share that with the world. So I want us just to have a conversation like it's just you and me. And that nobody's listening. And I'm just calling to check in with my friend Genevieve. Well, thank you. Your friend Genevieve is, I'm feeling the pressures of life. Um, I'm actually, like, I'm, I feel, I feel lost. And I feel like I'm ready for the next chapter in my life. But I'm not really clear on what that is. You know I'm a single mother. And especially whoop, whoop. Like, represent represent for all the single moms. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's okay. Oh, Shout wow. out to the baby daddies, too. Shout out to the baby well, daddies, too. The good baby daddies. Oh, are you a good <laughs> baby daddy or a bad baby daddy? Man, right. I don't know. It's hard to be tethered to somebody. 18 years and have to like base all of your not all of your choices but so much of what I can do based around the proximity of where I live you know it's like I'm gonna get the fuck out of LA but I can't because I share a child with this man who's a dick and pays $300 a month for child support and it's like wow it's crazy Jesus, so, and he's know, like, Aaron, he, I'm just like stressing out. Right, your baby daddy. We won't say his name because you know, but your baby daddy. I mean, I think he loves you. He just doesn't know how to express himself. And I mean, yeah, he, he does love you. He does love you, 
But not everybody that loves knows how to express themselves, and nor is that love healthy. I mean, it's like he thought he's he, tortured by me. He what? He's tortured by me like not you, being with him. Like you torture him. Well, why won't you just be with him? Because I don't love that. I'm not in love with him. I don't love him. And he's way too old. He looks like Santa Claus. Hey, come sit on Santa's <laughs> lap. Um, he wow. does look like Santa. Can we? Are we allowed to say like the movie you were in? Like, what can we say here and what can we not say? We talk about the film that he directed that you starred in. No, with... I don't want to make this about him. Okay. Okay. We don't have to make it about him. I just wanted like some context to say. Okay, he put you in a movie. He, he makes he... horror films. Horror films. Okay, so he made a horror film. You were in it with this other really extremely famous actor, and you won an award. Genevieve won an award, and it seemed like everything was okay um, with all that, and you know everything was fine. But then you just fucking then like you and him had a falling out, and he wasn't really receptive. And sometimes love is not enough because people don't really express and it. I was never in love with him. I was 23 years old. Let me say, for the record, he's 19 years older than me. And so when I was 23 years old, <laughs> he tricked me into thinking he was going to take care of me, which is never why you should be with somebody. But that's what it was. Let me be with me. Let me take care of you. Here's my check. So he groomed you? Yeah. And then he couldn't follow through because he really didn't have any money. Yeah, he was a fake that. baller. Wait, there's fake ballers in Hollywood? <laughs> Well, sort of. But wait, wait, wait. You're you know. telling me there's people in Hollywood that don't have money that say they have money and they front and they go out and max their credit cards at the club? Of course. No. Fucking smoke and mirrors. It's and all smoke and mirrors. You've told him, you, I mean, you've told him this, right? You've been like, listen, here's the deal. I fucking birth your child out of my vagina and and the because you're a good mother. I mean, you're a good mother. I've seen you with your kid. I'm a great mother. Dude, you're a good mom. I w I would let you could be my mom. <laughs> I would have let you be. I would have totally been birthed out. I of feel your, like I am your mom sometimes. Sometimes, yes, mama, mama Jenny. But you like you're a good mom. You've got a smart kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's no fault of your own. Like, you are like you have good maternal instincts. I think. All right, like. I mean, Hollywood's just just fucked up. Like, okay, like Hollywood's fake. It's not though. I'm from Hollywood too. Is. I'm a, uh, so much of it is fake, honey. I've been what? here my whole life. I was there too. I was born there too. I was I born in Hollywood. Sex. It is. I mean, it has been sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Woo! Woo! Yeah, sex drugs. What's the craziest? What? Can I? What? What? Can I ask you to hold on just a minute? <laughs> hold on. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sure, it's fine. No big deal, guys. We're just going to hold on. Holding on. Holding on. Jenny oh, is one of my best friends in the world. She just... I was doing this thing with... Uh, with this other guest from the Congo, from Mokoyo, from the Congo. And Jennifer texted me and I was like, oh, let's do this little thing. And I've been drinking whiskey. So, like, this little thing. so we're just recording it. And now she's having me hold because 
That's what people do. People have people hold. So hopefully she'll come back Um but anyways, yeah, call in. Don't forget, call in. Um let us know if you want to call in live and we can take your questions, comments, concerns on the air. Um, and if you don't want to, that's okay too. It's all okay. You know, the way the world is and the state of existence right now, we, we really, we, we really can't get worked up over little things. We just gotta, you know what I mean? We just gotta have, have a little bit of perspective here, you know? It's sort of like, okay, um, let's all just agree to not get worked up over little things, okay? So feel free to call in, express your mind. You can talk about what we're talking about, or you can talk about something else. It's totally okay. Um, and She's back. She's back. Well, that was actually good timing, because I was like pausing, and I was like, and, and you were like, she's back. I'm serious. You're gonna you're like seriously. That was actually generally that's divine, divine timing. Um. Okay, so you're back. So you got this thing with the baby daddy. You fucking hate Hollywood. Do you hate Hollywood? It's a love hate relationship. Come on, admit it. Part of you love. love it's love hate. Listen, when things are great and things are busy and I'm involved and shit's happening, I'm I'm in love. And then when it's just dead silence, you know, it's challenging. That but sounds also, like you're explaining your baby some daddy. Of the hate, right. Well, whatever. Some of the hate comes from, you know, some of the scumbags that you encounter along the way. Ooh. When you pull back the veil, you really know what's going on. It's hard what's, to really. What do you mean? What's really going on? What's really going on? What do you mean the veil? Like, we're all like, I'm from there, too. Like, I know. I think the veil is just another side of us. <laughs> Like I think the the veil is just the dark side of all of us, all of us like Hollywood's offspring. Like I feel like a freaking American refugee bastard child of Hollywood that's just fucking been running since he left home at fifteen, and is now living in freaking Bali. So that's my my interpretation. What's your interpretation? What do you see when you pull back the veil? I see a bunch of uh, old slimy men in power positions uh, and they have manipulated their roles into luring in young women who are aspiring because every, like, everybody comes to LA to be an actor um, who are aspiring to be actors or models and use their power to get sex and you know, it's just this is like so much of what's going on is so true to what has been going on for so many years. Um, Do you think that's just personified, you know, in Hollywood? Because like, like basically what I'm asking is like, you think that's just like the a masculine trait that's been happening since the dawn of civilization back in Babylon and pre-Jesus well, days? Yeah. Or do you think it's something yeah. that was created specifically by Hollywood? Like if Hollywood doesn't exist, there wouldn't be these pervy old man trying to fuck little girls. Like, do you think that like, right? Or is no, it? No, I think it, it has been that way for, for centuries, you know? I mean, it's a sex, sex driven world. That's how we all are here. 
Um, sometimes I think I'm a pervy old man. Uh, sometimes I'm a pervy young lady. <laughs> um, well, there's but, a, but, like, but there's a fine line. Like, you don't want to manipulate that. I think there needs to just be so much more respect, and I feel like no. it's going there. Well... Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like we need to be able to communicate, right? I mean, look at like, like this is my this is this is this is my thing, and this is like controversial, right? Like, it's like the whole Me Too thing, and we don't even talk about Me Too anything Me Too anymore, right? It was like a thing that was like a fad, and that sort of originated in Hollywood, right? That originated basically like with Harvey Weinstein, and that guy to me is Jesus. Now, that sounds fucked up, right? Like, what do you mean Harvey Weinstein? She's, okay, well, listen, like, he was crucified for the sins of every other man in the industry that, 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 that was never called out or was called out but never, nothing ever happened, and he was punished for that. And the effect of that was, like, a global consciousness about so, sort of, like, you know, sexual assault or people taking advantage of people and people in power. So in a way he was the catalyst for a dialogue to be created. And to me, to me, to me, he's a hero in that aspect because he took all of the stones, all of the stones that were cast and thrown and all of the insults, and all the finger pointing and went to him and he went down for it. When we all know, again, you and I both know that there is, countless men and women because women be fucking you know taking advantage of people too uh but mostly it's men because it's a masculine thing in hollywood in la in the world that never faced any repercussions for their actions and harvey took bear bore the brunt of that and that's not saying he's a good person or a bad person or any of that stuff that's just saying that like you know hollywood was the catalyst so you know it was okay. part of the problem and Eric, part of the problem. i don't want to talk too much about this all right no are you i'm just saying like la like i love la like it's the city of angels like i have you know it's a love-hate relationship i was born there too and i just think that like the key to us moving past this and moving on and evolving and not having animosity in our heart is communication it is dialogue it is saying hey listen like we are a global society and we're all going through stuff and you know i just talked to this dude from the congo and over there people are getting chopped up with machetes and shit like it's fucking crazy like there's no dialogue you know so i think it's good that we as a global society do you know what i mean like just exist like and not stress out about stuff and that's why i think it's like yeah like you're stressed out like part of you wants to leave la but really like do you or like is it just you know like if you could i want like, more opportunities to come right now but where do you want what what do you want what do you even want you know you like what does anyone want i guess what i don't understand is like people are anxious and i used to be there too i used to be anxious too like trust me like i was anxious i couldn't i wasn't satisfied but it's like at the end of the day, it's like, listen, like, what do you want? Like, if God came down right now, if God said, "Hello, Genevieve, I have arrived. I have arrived. I'm here to grant you all of your wishes. What do you want? Where do you want to go? What opportunities do you want? What do you want, Genevieve?" 
Well, honestly, I'm figuring out exactly what I want. I want, I want to travel the world. I want to be on a, on an island, on a beautiful boat with my daughter and my, my boyfriend and those that I love that I can own and raise my family in. Okay, so why don't you just get your boyfriend and come to Bali? Uh, that's complicated when you share kids with somebody. It's not that complicated. But it is, Aaron. Why? Because you have shared custody? Yeah, I can't just pick up and go. Why? Because you'd be kidnapping your own daughter? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. And then I don't want to cause emotional problems with my daughter. Hold on, I'm just talking in my car. Are you there? Yeah, of course I'm here, Genevieve. I'm always here for you. You're one of my besties. Aww, you are. You're one of my besties. What done you... with Australia? What? You're done with Australia? Dude, I'm fucking... Do you even know what happened? Like, all right. Like, I won't... <laughs> Ah, Australia, mate. Um, yeah. Um, you were there for a year, huh? So basically, dude, I flew in. I own a. I own a company in Australia. I flew into Australia. I can say all this because I'm anonymous. No one knows who I am. <laughs> um, I. But they know your name is. <laughs> dude, don't blow my. Don't blow my. I'm. That's gonna be edited in post. Don't worry. And it'll be like, <laughs> it'll sound like this. Except they know my name is Beep. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a killer engineer. He goes, he's going to go through all this stuff and just edit out all the little bad bits. But no, no, no. Unedited except for identifying things. Like so wait, am I head. getting paid for this or what? Whoa. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. You just do what I say. You'll get that money. You getting them? Am fucking, I getting paid? Oh, you My get those, time is money, baby. Oh, you get those dollars. Dollar, 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 dollar. I don't want dollars. I'll only take Benjamin. I only want that gold, nigga. Gold. Give me the gold. Give me the gold. Give me the gold tooth. Give me the gold. Gold hearted. You're gold hearted. Um, I am gold hearted. I'm gold hearted. So basically, <laughs> I was in Australia. I basically flew to Australia to like surprise. Okay, here's the deal. I was in California. I'll tell you real quick. I'll summarize it real quick for you. Um, just to get you up to date. Just to get you up to date, Genevieve. Um, I was in uh actually California. Cause I love California. I was in fucking Laguna, right? Laguna, which is ironic, because I was told to go to Laguna by an Australian friend, and I was at this hot springs. There's like a secret hot springs in Laguna, Laguna that I'm not gonna like. In Laguna. Laguna. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it here. Technically, the hot springs is like private property, and there's all these cameras, and you can't go there. But like, you can go there. It's cool. I went there with a girlfriend of mine. <laughs> yeah, super hot girl. Her name's Dulce. She's an amazing human. Shout out to Dulce. Uh, she's also a psychopath. But anyways, they make the best lovers. Those Latinas, let me tell you, they're fucking crazy, but also amazing and beautiful and passionate. And I was at this hot springs and I was like, you know what? I'm headed to Berlin and Barcelona and Italy to, you know, I was going to go to Italy and like have lunch in Venice with an ex-lover of mine. She's like a diamond dealer from India. And I was going to get tattooed in Berlin and then go to Barcelona and see some friends. 
and I was going to swing by D.C., Washington, D.C. for Thanksgiving because I'm like a doc, adopted family is out of D.C. And I had this brilliant fucking idea of stop swinging through Australia and making a surprise visit to this company I started there and say, hey, guys, because the president of the company was like, hey, Aaron, it'd be really cool if you come and see the team. Da, da, da. Uh, and I was like, I'll think about it. And I was okay, come house. on. So I flew to Australia and I was fucking charged with a bunch of crimes. Charged with a bunch of crimes, Genevieve. Because you a criminal. No, I'm not a criminal. But I was charged <laughs> with a bunch of crimes, and I wasn't allowed to even leave Australia because Australian authorities took my passport, and I had to go this whole legal process. I spent a bunch of money. I spent a bunch of time. All the charges were dropped, but all the charges were dropped in about, I think I want to say June? June of 2020. But it took what? It was a, it was it, a year? It took like five months, and... Wow. Bas yeah, 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 and basically when the charges were dropped, I was in Western Australia, and this is the middle of this whole thing. You know, you heard of COVID, COVID nineteen. Uh, <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> well, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but basically, it's a fucking influenza coronavirus. This the novel coronavirus this is the new coronavirus. Apparently, it hurts people, and some people die if they're fucking weak. Um, and, um, so I was like, oh shit, it's fucking, they were like, well, I would like to just say that it's not if they're weak because I've heard of healthy people dying. Heard. Okay. Who do you and know? Who weak. do you know? Who do you know, nope. Genevieve? Who do you know? I don't know anybody that died, right. but I do exactly. know people who have gotten it and have recovered. So, exactly. you know, who really knows what the fuck I know is people that have on. gotten a lot of things and fucking recovered. I know people that got chlamydia yeah. and they recovered, and the flu and recovered. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know people that, that had cancer. Hey, when I was a kid, I had crazy health shit, and I recovered. That's because you're strong and right. resilient. That's because you're the Genevieve. Yes. Okay, anyways. So, anyways, so cut to the you're in Bali now. Yeah, so the charges were dropped, like, middle of the year, in the middle of a pandemic. I was in Western Australia. Western Australia has no recession. No masks, no lockdown, no coronavirus, none of that. And I was like, oh, shit. And they're like, okay, you're free to go. Here's your passport back. We apologize for any inconvenience. Have a nice life. I was like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. So I got engaged to this woman. I basically proposed to this woman. She said yes. The she was a young girl. Whoa. She was, I was Far too young. 19 years older than her. No, how older? How old? How Don't old was she? No, no, I was like 19 years older than her. Let's see, I'm like, see? how old? No, she and was 20. And for the record, She's... she was a bit of a gold digger. She was a down under gold digger. Down under gold digger, mate. She wanted Aaron. Hey, it was kind of like me when I was 23. She wanted to be taken care of, and she wanted all the fancy designer things. That wasn't me. Yeah, she wanted like $1,000 Gucci shoes and a fucking Louis purse. Yeah. All that stuff's and trash. And if she didn't get it, she stomped her feet and threw a little fit. Oh, the little feet-stomping fit-thrower. Like Veruca Salt and Willy Wonka. Wait, I thought Veruca Salt was like a band. No, Veruca Salt is the little brat in Willy Wonka. Isn't it also a band? My homie Johnny. Also a band. I don't know. Anyways, the point being, so, like, basically, like, I, I engaged this woman, girl. Yeah, she was, like, 21. <laughs> I'm, like, 
40-ish. Yeah, 19 years. There you go. Perfect. Um, wow. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, listen, like, here's the deal. Here's the fucking deal. Like, I'm not even going to front right now. Here's the, here's the deal. This is a real talk. This is a real talk stories. There is so many amazing, beautiful, intelligent, powerful girls and women out there that because Hello, of the <laughs> uh, that because of the patriarchal systematical structure of our global situation situation they don't even get a chance like this girl she worked as a fucking barista at a cafe okay for this fucking like misogynistic italian man who like just treated her like shit and didn't appreciate her and i saw in this girl i saw an intelligence and a beauty and like a, a, a like 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 an ambition that just needed a little bit of support of assistance and assistance and i wanted to give her that i was like listen i'll buy you your own restaurant you like you can be your own boss like i'll get you your own place you don't have to live me i'll get you your own place like whatever like whatever you want like i'm i'm a self-made i'm a self-made i'm a, I'm a self-made millionaire i'll say i'm a millionaire because i'm anonymous on this podcast and people can't stock me but i'm a millionaire I'm so then, and so then you should be paying me right now for my time. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this fucking girl, this girl. <laughs> so basically, I was like, oh, I'll press her. and her, her, she's like so fear based and defeatist, and like her mom, who's fucking married to her father. Which is a freak. He's a self-defeating alcoholic who blew their family oh. fortune in the stock market. They were like, "It's too good to be true. Why would this guy offer you all this stuff?" So she got scared and had fear and paranoia. And you know, we all base all of our situations, all of our decisions on either fear or love. And she based it on fear. And basically, she was gonna marry me, and then she decided not to marry me. And then she was like, "Oh, give me all this." It was just all fucked up, and I was like, look, like, this is fucked up. She did you a favor. Yeah, I think you're right. So the point being, absolutely. as I could tell that she was completely using me, which I was fine with her digging a little gold. I just didn't want her to dig too much gold, you know what I mean? Because like, I, don't know. I As she was, as I was like, as she was confirming my suspicions, my friend in Bali, who's also a very connected celebrity, I'm not going to say his name, but if I said his name, you'd be like, oh, shit, that guy. And he's like, Aaron, like, just come to Bali. I, you know, it's all good. And I was like, well, Bali's closed, right? Like, Bali's closed. Like, Indonesia is closed. You cannot enter Indonesia right now. That whole COVID thing we were talking about earlier, this whole fucking pandemic, Indonesia is closed to all foreign tourists until further notice. Closed like a fucking rest, like a business closed until further notice. They're saying 2022. So I was like, all right. And he's like, dude, don't worry. I got you. I'm like, what do you mean? I got you. I get you in. I was like, what do you mean? Give me in. All right. And I was like, but also the Australian government was like, you can stay here. And Australia is like also really hard, like immigration. So Australia was like, you can stay here. Indonesia was like, oh, you can come here. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Indonesia. So I, and I based my decision on love, not fear. Cause I was scared too. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is scary. It's a pandemic. And you look at the news and it's scary as fuck. But I was like, you know what? 
I'm successful, Genevieve, because I base my decisions on love, not on fear. So I just took the flight one way. I flew here, and now I'm in Bali. Does that answer your question? Here I am, fucking Bali, drinking whiskey, talking to Genevieve. Talking to Genevieve. Yeah, and oh, like, thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I feel honored to uh, be talking with you as well, Genevieve. Yes, Genevieve. Yes. This fucking conversation that we're having is filling that empty part of people's hearts that they cannot get filled in any other way. Like seriously, like people are at home right now and they're like cooking breakfast or cooking dinner or sitting there or in a lockdown or going through whatever. And they're fucking scrolling through podcasts and fucking scrolling through music. And like, listen, none of these people are saying anything real. Nobody's saying anything fucking real. No one's saying shit. Think about it. Well, some. Okay, some. Shout them out, Genevieve. Who's saying anything real? <laughs> Who's saying? I haven't. Uh, Oprah. Uh, Oprah. <laughs> hey, shout out to Oprah. Hey. Listen, I, I, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> no, Oprah is actually an amazing human being. I'm not. She even, is. I can't even talk Oprah's shit. Got some real talk. I would love to talk, dude. She's got real talk. I would love to talk to Oprah. You want to talk to Oprah? You know, for me, I have yeah, I so much passion and heart up. and love oh, yeah. and talent. And I just want to give back. I keep coming back to this place more and more of how can I be of service? I want to be more of service every I day. Like, I want to help people. I want to help people. I mean, I picked this old woman up off the floor the other day, and picked she was so grateful. She tripped. Wait, isn't that like an infomercial? Like, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Maybe, but I really want clear, clear answers on, you know, what's the next phase in life? Like, what are the next moves to make such a different world that we're in now? You can ask me, And for all those people who are, who are parents and having to deal with not having their kids in school, shout out to them because fuck it has been challenging to have to be the teacher, have to be the provider, have to be the, you know, there's like so much responsibility right now as parents. Um, but uh, yeah, Aaron, how can I give back more? And how can I make a lot of money? I, you know, I'm in real estate. Wait, 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 wait. You want to do both? Yeah, I want to do it all. Maybe that's part of my thing is like I have so many things. Listen, I want to this do woman everything. Hit, what is there to do? This, I want to do it. This woman, she called me like two weeks ago. She called me. She's agent um, within my company. I work with Asian? Angle and Volkers. She's an agent, a real estate agent. She called me. She's like in her her sixties, late sixties. Shout she out to real estate agents. She, yeah, <laughs> she said she was like, listen. <laughs> she was like, you might think that this is totally crazy, but you know, hear me out first. So she starts going on. She's like, you know, I've been an agent for over 15 years and um, I'm within your same company. And this buyer contacted me who um, I've been going back and forth with for a couple of weeks now. He hasn't asked me any personal questions, but he wants to buy this $165 million property in Beverly Hills. Whoa, right? whoa, whoa. $165, yeah. $165 million. million. Yes. Right. So supposedly... She goes, he's very anonymous. He won't say, he can't say who he is. But <laughs> she says, she said, I'll give you two words. 
John Gotti's nephew. I was like, uh, that's the word. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So supposedly <laughs> this guy is John Gotti's nephew, and he has 165 million cash that he wants to spend on this this property in Beverly Park. And Beverly Park is one of the most prestigious places in in Beverly Hills. Like it's a gated community where you know uh, so massive celebrities live there beautiful properties. So this place is stunning. I do all the work. I call the agent. I'm like signing NDAs. I'm getting ready. And we, you know, the guy is supposed to fly back from Italy and meet with the agent. And, and I'm like, this is a 50, 50 shot. He could be full of shit. And he kind of, you know, I got a funny feeling the guy ended up being full of shit, but I got so excited, you know, it was disappointing, but you can't, you keep, it's, I don't know why I'm sharing this story. Because I'm just, like, trying to hustle shit. And it's, like, there's been a number of different things that I've been putting my energy into. And they haven't been coming to life. But then there's this other opportunity I have, Aaron, where there's this $12.5 million house in Big Sur, which Big Sur is stunning. And so one of my dear friends, he's basically, like, the mayor of Big Sur. And I met this guy who is a big builder. And he's building this gorgeous property in Big Sur. And there's never before been... uh, a spec home where in Big Sur, usually it's remodels. So this one's from the ground up, brand new construction. It's beautiful. And the guy's like, yeah, well, maybe. I was like, you know, please let me list it with me. So I'm like hustling and trying to do everything I can for him to agree to list it with me. I contacted one of the biggest real estate companies in Carmel because I'm in LA. So it wouldn't make sense for him to just list it with me. So anyways, I get the owners of this big company. I'm like, I put together this beautiful flyer for his property. I'm going in conversation with the owners of this other company to get us all on the same page so that I can co-list it with them. And the guy, he like keeps blowing smoke up my ass, but also at the same time, like he's a good guy. And he was like, I would love so much to see that commission go to you. So basically I made this flyer and I was like, yeah, read it. And he kept like kind of putting it off and he's still putting it off, but I'm still determined to get this $12.5 million listing. It's not going to be done until December. And him and his partner aren't going to decide on who they're going to list it with until it's done. But I'm like, okay, well, what are my next steps, Aaron? My next step is, is like, I'm going to call him. I didn't hear from him. He didn't acknowledge the flyer that I sent him. But people, that's fine. Like, wait, 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 wait. The mayor of the major mayor of Big Sur or John Gotti's nephew? No, this is a different. I'm talking about I met this guy this developer from the mayor, my friend, he's not really the mayor, but basically he is of big Sur. <laughs> I know, I he's not so the mayor, but basically, but basically hey, mayor. I mean, you know, it's like Kanye, <laughs> Kanye is not the president of America, but like basically he is, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Jenna. Well, I don't know anything. Well, if somebody is like, you know, in their late sixties and they, own a shit ton of property and you know and a bunch of real estate and has a real estate office and he's the go-to guy then you're the mayor of big sur congratulations (laughs) (laughs) so basically what you're saying is to be the mayor of big sur you gotta be 60 plus and own a bunch of shot wait what was the term shit ton Uh, shit ton what is the what is the total what is the total volume of shit ton what's that weight well like (laughs) A gas station, a real estate office, okay. a bakery. Uh, is he single? Massive piece of land. He is single, I am ladies, looking. and he's awesome. Is he is he ready to mingle? 
He's always ready to mingle, and he's <laughs> yeah. a great time. <laughs> Shout out to the quas the. <laughs> the de facto mayor Big Burr Big Burr what's it called <laughs> Big Burr Big, Big Sir Big Sir yes Big Sir and that's actually his nickname is Big Sir well now it's Captain you can call me Big Sir <laughs> or Captain what Captain Crunch Captain Hill Captain America so anyways I'm trying to get this 12 and a half million dollar listing and I really really want this to happen because that would just give me so much financial freedom well if you got the, if you got the sale up. the listing isn't anything without the sale I would well I get you got to get the listing first and then I sell it but I'll sell that shit so easy well yes Aaron you know I've paid millions of dollars off real estate and the listing is like pro like the value the market value of a property is based on what someone's willing to pay for it and based on a like you want to double dip is really what you want to do Kitties yeah, with out the listing there, and the buyer you want huh. then you get so if they, anybody hears this and they want a stunning <sighs> stunning brand new construction with three and a half <sighs> bathrooms three bedrooms all master oh, yeah. suites Double stories. The whole house is covered in quarantine. Oh, cover the house. Oh, redwood views everywhere. Ten acres. It's stunning. <laughs> redwood views everywhere. In the ceiling, redwood views. Out the window, redwood. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Master, master, but Matt's not PC. PC? PC? Yeah, politically <laughs> correct. You know all that. <laughs> what? <laughs> PC? We're trying to make money over here. <laughs> What are you talking Shit. about? Can PC. you hold on a second? Let oh, me see God. The, the, the buyer. Oh, God. Jeremy's going to put us on hold again. Jesus Christ. 